0: Hello, this is Kenny Williamson, and welcome back to another episode of McKill's Deck Chronicles. And today we have a special guest here with us, and he is a long ways from here, but he's right here with us, and it's Bart Sabrell. And now I've talked to Bart before about his book, The Moon Man, and we've talked a little bit about the fake moon landing, and we've got him on here again to talk about some updates. So I know he's right here with us. So what do you think about that, Bart?
1: How's it going, Kenny?
0: It's going real good. Doing real good. So you have uh, some updates. Is that what you were telling me?
1: Yeah. I mean, um, the film, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon. I'm a filmmaker. That's kind of my signature film, what I'm most known for. Uh, that film was financed by a board member of an aerospace company who builds rockets for NASA, who knows that the moon missions were fake, who gave us a million dollars to make films exposing the moon landing fraud because he considered it very uh, ungodly that the federal government did such a thing. At the time of the production of a film, when you got a million dollars, you can you know, buy access to documents and people. And Things like that, that you wouldn't normally be able to get. One of the interviews that I got, uh, the person asked that I not put the content of the truth that they told me in the film because they were pursuing their own course of action. So basically uh, I interviewed some relatives of Apollo astronauts and they told me that, uh, three Apollo astronauts that they know of who would have been the crew that would be was set up to be the first crew on the moon uh, were murdered by the CIA because they were whistleblowers. And when the, the dead man's wife tells you that who I interviewed for four hours and when the dead man's son tells you that who I interviewed for three hours and he's a 747 pilot, And they say they have forensic evidence that their father and husband was murdered by the CIA and their father and husband is an Apollo astronaut that would have otherwise participated in the fake moon landing. This is highly significant information. And it was at the time when I was talking to such people that I was followed. Phone calls were interrupted. And at one point, I was literally kidnapped and drugged by the CIA, given truth serum and interrogated by, you know, who gave me this information and so forth and so on. All this is in my book at Sabrell, S is in Sam, I, B as in boy, R-E-L, Sabrell.com. It's called Moon Man, The True Story of a Filmmaker on the CIA hit list because I uncovered a recording of an astronaut, Apollo astronaut, and his son discussing the possibility of telephoning the CIA to have me assassinated. Would they actually say that in a recording? Because I accidentally left a wireless microphone in their house when they kicked me out, when I showed him classified footage, fake photography and my cameraman forgot to hit stop recording while the camera was in the driveway of the guy's house. And he's in his house with the door closed, having conversations discussing my assassination by the CIA. So, uh, The things that I didn't put in the film, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, a million-dollar movie, which you can see for free at sabrell.com. Just click on the top left button. It says Moon Man Video Links. And link two is A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon. The Grissoms, Betty Grissom and Scott Grissom, were pursuing their own legal cases with the United States government about them using you know the cia to murder their family members
0: would that would have, that would have been gus right gus grissom
1: that's right virgil grissom and they murdered ed white and roger chaffee along with him uh this isn't my opinion that they were killed by the cia it's the dead man's son and the dead man's widow and it's not really their opinion they have forensic evidence of the fact and say they're 100 convinced i mean If What Betty told me was that her her husband, Virgil, comes home from work on January 26, 1967, and says, honey, something strange went on at work today. She says, what? He says, well, for some strange reason, for the first time ever, the CIA is all over the launch pad, you know, at Cape Canaveral, and never saw them here before. I wonder why they're here today. Very next day, he's dead. I mean. What a coincidence. Right. Right. And and, uh, so come to find out, he was in touch with a member of the Senate complaining that they were a decade or more away from going to the moon, not two, And uh, it's not going to happen or they're going to kill the first crew trying to do so. Days before he was murdered, he hung a lemon on the very top of the rocket. And invited in the media, without permission, to take a picture of it. The, the man who they picked to be the first man to walk on the moon, Apollo 1, said the piece of equipment to get everybody there is a lemon. That's what he told the world. And they're like, this guy's a boat rocker. We got to get rid of him. So they did. And uh, so I didn't put that in the film, but I put that in the book that just came out because she died and it was okay to put in there after she died. Now there are certain things in the book uh, or actually, I'm sorry, certain things that happened that I did not put in the book, even though the book is recently published, there were still some people alive when I was writing and editing the book who didn't want certain information in there uh, because they were still alive and didn't want to, deal with the publicity because they were dying of cancer and didn't want to deal with that extra stress. In the book, which is not in the movie, which just came out, is we have an eyewitness who was at Cannon Air Force Base in June of 1968 who personally eyewitnessed the faking of the moon landing at his Air Force Base. This isn't some private. This is the chief of security of the entire base And that base, out of all the Air Force bases in the world, was the headquarters for the Intelligence Division of the United States Air Force. That's where, you know, it was located at Cannon Air Force Base in Clovis, New Mexico. His son was still alive, and he didn't want his father's name in the book because they would trace it to him, and he didn't want to deal with all those questions while he's dying. Right. So I mentioned mentioned his uh, rank and his office. Uh, at the Air Force Base, but I didn't mention his name, which I can now mention, is Cyrus Eugene Akers. It was Cyrus Eugene Akers who confessed on his deathbed that he stood beside President Johnson on June 1st of 1968, and I witnessed the fake filming of Apollo 11. President Johnson gave him a list. He's the chief of security. He said, okay, this list of people, 15 people, are allowed in the visitor's door to witness the faking of the moon landing and no one else president johnson gave him that list i got that list i publish it in the book now when cyrus eugene acres confessed this on his deathbed it wasn't actually the greatest thing that he can confess to in his opinion the guy was about to die and a court considers a deathbed testimony especially valid because the person has nothing to lose. Why would they lie? And what he was more concerned about was the fact that he murdered a friend who was a coworker there that day who was going to tell a reporter because his friend considered what the federal government did as morally and legally wrong. And it is morally and legally wrong. There was a law that says a federal law that says you cannot use television to deceive people intentionally. And that's exactly what they were doing. So federal Mm -hmm. government's breaking their own law. The federal government says we will not establish a religion or prohibit the free exercise thereof. But they did prohibit the free exercise thereof over the last three years, right? They closed down churches, didn't they? So multiple times the federal government is breaking federal laws. That's called criminality. And that's why he was going to go to a reporter and to expose this so that the criminal federal government uh, would be put an end to. I don't know whether Cyrus uh, took it as his own initiative to kill this guy or whether he was ordered to do it, but he did do it. And then he said, you know, as he's trying to increase his odds of being right with God, because after death, you're either going to, you know, face uh Death, eternal death, right, mm-hmm. after you're burned out, right? John 3.16 says you either have eternal life or you perish. In any case, Cyrus Eugene Akers wanted to increase his odds of not having that destiny and having an eternal life. And the fact is that the Bible does suggest that if you confess your sin and, you know, vow, you could say not to do it again, you will be forgiven. Uh, King David, God said, was a man after God's own heart, and yet he committed adultery and murdered a man to cover it up. So Cyrus Eugene Akers uh, maybe took King David as an example, because as best we can tell, King David repented and died in a state of being right with God, at least potentially, and would be forgiven. All sins can be forgiven if the person confesses and repents. That's what the Bible says. So Mm-hmm. The main concern of Cyrus Eugene Akers was to confess murdering somebody, not that he eyewitnessed a forgery. That was incidental to him. So basically, he said, I murdered a co-worker, and the reason was, is to cover up the moon landing prod. And he gave us the dates it was filmed, the location it was filmed, and even the CIA codename that President Johnson personally came up with, called Slam Dunk. You know, Von Braun in a classified memo we got access to, he said there was a one in 10,000 chance of going to the moon successfully with 1960s equipment on the first attempt. Virtually, you're going to kill people on live TV if you try this. So when you fake it, you guarantee it success, and therefore it's a slam dunk. So that's where the name came from. And so what could be done is that somebody out there, Kenny, one of your followers' listeners, could do a little sleuthing through the uh, police files of 1968 or 1969 in Clovis, New Mexico, and see, or the newspapers, if there's any surviving from that time on Microfish, that somebody went missing in 1968 or 1969 in the small town of Clovis, New Mexico, who worked at Cannon Air Force Base, or someone died under mysterious circumstances in Clovis, New Mexico in 1968 or 1969 who was an employee of Cannon Air Force Base? That person, uh, we can find out, it's possible, who that person was and give the family closure. My guess is that the person just disappeared. Uh, and so the family, you know, did he run off with somebody? Did he embezzle money? You know, what happened to him? This would give closure for the family. So that's really those two things, his name and that he murdered somebody. I did not put in the book that I'm telling now that his surviving relative, his son, is dead. In fact, his son, Gene Akers, I'm sorry, Gene Gilmore, uh, he changed his name because his father was a murderer. That's why he changed his name, didn't want to be associated with his father. Wow. And he called the and he called the police on his father. This isn't in the book either. He called the police and reported the homicide, which, you know, might be the right thing to do. I'm not sure. And uh the police showed up, and then the military police showed up. And his father was enraged, and you know, they never spoke to each other ever again. Uh so that went on as well. And, you know, the big picture, if you go to sabrell.com and click on moon man video links and click on link number two, the infamous a funny thing happened on the way to the moon, which shows classified footage of fake photography from the first mission to the moon, which four out of five people agree can is proof that we didn't go to the moon. In fact, an NBC news director agreed it was proof we didn't go to the moon, but we refused to broadcast it because he said it would cause a civil war. That's how damaging this footage is, which is in my film, which you can see for free at (laughs) sabrell.com. Right. And it opens up with scripture, and where there is pride, then comes disgrace. It says that in the Bible. And the film opens up with the Tower of Babel, because until about 200 years ago, the greatest technological you know achievement of mankind was a, how a tall a building can be without it collapsing on itself right. in fact really that that is still going on today dubai you know builds a building then you know moscow build a building or whoever they're trying to make it 110 stories 111 112 right and uh interestingly the the bible says in genesis 6 the only reason they built it was to boast we're, our building's taller than yours, you know, to, to make a name for themselves. That means to boast. We mm-hmm. won the gold medal, not you. We have the tallest building, not you. And it was never finished. Then millennia goes by, and then mankind builds the largest single machine ever built by the human hand, a ship by the name of Titanic. And they put in print the ship that God himself could not sink. (laughs) Right. Just like the Tower of Babel, it never finished. It never made one voyage.
0: You You can see how well that went.
1: Yeah, exactly. So Nixon knew that they were not on the moon. He knew that. That's why he didn't show up for the launch, right? So that's pretty remarkable. You're president of the United States. Your country is doing the greatest thing anybody has ever done putting men on the moon, the whole world is watching, and you stay in the Oval Office, you don't go to the launch site. But the second time they do it, you show up after Mm -hmm. they got away with making it. So Nixon knew they were not there. So even though he knew they were not on the moon and were actually at Cannon Air Force Base a year earlier and were playing videotape from a fake moon landing set, he had the audacity to say the following. He said, putting a man on the moon is the greatest event since creation. (laughs) And so we see that mankind's greatest event is putting a man on the moon, and it never happened. And yet they said it's second only to what God did when they didn't even do it. So it's really a blasphemous event. You see, it's a spiritually blasphemous event. I talked to a professor at an aerospace university. I showed him classified footage of NASA faking being halfway to the moon, right in front of your eyes. He admits that it's fake, but says they still went. I showed him shadows intersecting at 90 degrees that prove it was lit with electrical lighting. He says, I I agree, but they still went. (laughs) And I say, well, how can they have a thousand times greater space traveling technology in the past? than they do today. He says, I know that's odd, but they still went. He said, Bart, just stop. There's nothing you could say that's going to make me renounce the glorious achievement of science putting a man on the moon. I said, well, what about this? Mind you, this guy teaches aerospace at a major university. I said, well, what if you saw Buzz Aldrin on national TV tearfully confessing The moon missions were fake. We filmed them at Cannon Air Force Base. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. The professor said, I still think we walked on the moon anyway. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm guessing the professor was like 10 years old watching it on television, and yet he arrogantly believes that he would know better than Buzz Aldrin. I mean, this guy should be in a mental hospital, not (laughs) teaching university, right? Right. And so... if there are two choices, things made themselves, or we were made by God, right? And things made themselves is being promoted by, quote, science, quote, universities. And in and of itself is exactly the opposite of logic. To say that something without a brain designed something with a brain is the totally opposite of logic, right? And I, I pin down an evolutionist professor like himself at the same university in a different department. And I said, okay, there's that great question, which came first the chicken or the egg? I mean, there has to be an answer, right? right. Because one of them started first and he like paused for the longest time because he'd ever never actually thought it through. I mean, no one thinks that through. They do this this film series called Ancient Aliens. They say we were made by aliens. And then I ask, well, who made them? And they're like dumbfounded. They go dead silent. I'm like, that, shouldn't you ask that from the very beginning? Not three years later, and I'm the one asking you, whether you're asking yourself that question. And so he stops and he says, okay, the egg came first, and it came from a creature that did not come from an egg. I said, well, wait a minute. That means it came from a mammal. So you're saying a mammal preceded a bird, which is the exact opposite of evolution. And the guy walked away. So things don't make themselves. And people become so arrogant. They say, well, if I can't understand it, it must not be true. And my dog doesn't understand the car engine. I lift the hood. I show my dog. I said, hey, you know, look at this. Here's a starter, here's their alternator, here's the <laughs> fuel pump. I can spend it's a whole life trying to ex- explain a spark plug and it will never comprehend it. Does that mean there's not intelligent design behind the engine just because it can't understand it? You see. So the crowning achievement of science, right, which says things made themselves, there is no God, is putting a man on the moon. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? And it's a complete fabrication the Bible says there are false gods and the Bible says in the last days, there will be counterfeit miracles. Isn't putting a man on the moon, a modern day miracle and it's a counterfeit miracle. Mm -hmm. They can't have better technology in the past and in the future. That's a historic and scientific impossibility. Even my critics say this footage I uncovered of them faking being halfway to the moon dated two days into the flight is verifiably, you know, from NASA. And they agree they are faking being halfway to the moon, but they're just rehearsing. And I'm like, well, why not rehearse with the real Earth out the window, right? Why do you need to fake one? And if every ounce cost a million dollars why would you bring a fake model of the earth in outer space, you know, when the real one's out the window. Right. Right. So that doesn't make sense. And you know, shadows cannot intersect at 90 degrees and sunlight, try it. It's impossible. That proves it. there's so many proofs. And then they destroyed all the blueprints, all the schematics, all the hardware, all the videotapes and all the telemetry data of the trips to the moon, which you would never do if you really went, but would do if you're covering up a fraud. That proves it. Right. Then we have a deathbed confession. I mean, if someone eyewitnesses and says, I saw him shoot this person, that's enough to send somebody to jail. We have a guy who says, I saw them faking the moon landing at Cannon Air Force Base, and I killed the man to cover it up. You think he's going to make that up? Of course not. And so what we have here is people want to believe in Santa Claus because it's more interesting than your parents take the presents out of the closet and put them under the tree while you're Mm -hmm. asleep. You know, they want to believe in this glorious thing because it's better. I ask people who just, you know, won't give up no matter what facts there are. And they say, well, the reason why I believe there." real, despite overwhelming evidence that they're fake, is because the American government would not lie about something so important. Right. Then I remind them that on his deathbed, Robert McNamara, who was defense secretary during the Vietnam War, said that Americans were against entering the Vietnam War, just like on December 6th, 1941, 90% of Americans were against entering World War II. Pearl Harbor happens, and 90% are for entering World War II in one day to get even. And so they're like, well, we can't enter the war. The American public is against it. We need a Pearl Harbor. So that event is called the Gulf of Tonkin incident, where allegedly a North Vietnamese ship attacked an American ship which enraged the American public, and now they're all for the Vietnam War. But Robert McNamara, defense secretary at that time, admitted on his deathbed, they just made that up. Him and the CIA made that up. That led to the death of 3 million people, including 58,220 Americans. So I think if the federal government is willing to kill 58,220 people without cause, I think they're willing to fake an image on television that can't be independently verified. Right. I would, I would
0: agree with that. Yeah, definitely.
1: What we have, you know, when I popped in that tape, which you can see at sabrell.com for free, I just quietly wept. I'm like, wow, they really did fake the moon landing. They really did fake the greatest event of all time. And the dead man, dead, you know, astronauts, their relatives are telling me that they were murdered for not cooperating. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is very serious because not only, you know, at least a third of our labor goes in taxes and probably more, they're taking this money. And they're giving us fake moon landings instead of real ones. And they're taking this money and they're paying the salaries of people at the CIA to to murder our neighbors who are trying to expose their criminality. These are the people in power. Because uh, Orwell said, whoever controls the past controls the future. So as long as these criminals who run our government are saying the moon landings are real in the past when they're not. Those same lying entities are controlling our present and future, which means if the moon landing fraud does not come out, criminals will continue to run our government until it does.
0: Well, let me me ask you this. I mean, obviously, of course, I don't believe in the moon landing either, obviously. What do you think about the Mars rovers? Do Do you really believe they're running around up there? Doing what they say they're doing
1: well, they can't be trusted <laughs> can they no they can't i, I mean
0: i mean do uh, you do you, you realize do you realize what the them. American people are paying for there I mean well
1: those are fronts to to launder money I mean they'd spent allegedly in today's dollars two hundred billion dollars to not go to the moon to pretend to go, so they had already done Earth orbit many times, so they all they did According to the footage we uncovered is orbit the earth. And what a surprise here we are 50 years later and they have to send mannequins to orbit the moon. When men were playing golf and driving buggies on the moon 50 years ago. And that seem a little odd to you, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So they they're taking all of this money and embezzling it. And you know, what, what are we going to do about it? Right. I, I so they're fronts. And so what are they doing with the other three quarters? I figure it took about 25% of the the Apollo budget to put someone in Earth orbit and to fake the missions. So they had 75% left over. The same thing. They say they want to send a probe to Venus and the probe is going to map the surface of Venus better than the Earth's surface has ever been mapped, but it's going to cost a billion dollars. And that was 20 years ago, right? Even if you could do that, we know that Venus is 800 degrees will never support life. So that's like putting a billion dollars in cash and throwing it into a furnace. (laughs) I mean, when people are living on dirt floors and drinking polluted water over half the earth, half the people on the earth have dirt floors, no electricity and no indoor plumbing in a quote advanced civilization. That's not advanced and it's not advanced to let that go on And to send billion-dollar probes to Venus. That's not advanced. That's stupid. Right? That's primitive. To to jerk people off, or even if you really thought you were doing good, you were advancing the knowledge of a planet we can never walk on the surface of, even with good spacesuits, while people are starving and dying because of unnecessary disease and pollution. When you could use the money to prevent that, and you choose not to, to explore Venus that you know you can never visit. Is that really smart? Is that really advanced civilization, right?
0: Yeah, I Something's, it's got to be a money laundering deal. I mean, it has yeah. to be. I mean, even, well, I mean, if, it can even if you could get there and look at it, I mean, I've done other podcasts on this. What would be the purpose? What could you possibly do with it? You can't move there. There's no point. I mean, We're never going to be able to go there. Even if you could, it would cost, like I say, billions and billions of dollars. It's not even feasible. I mean, if you want to go out and explore something and, you know, try to live there, we've got the Antarctic. You know, we've got that that's still nobody there. I mean, why why don't you put some of the resources towards something right here on Earth? Yeah, I'm
1: all for exploring, including space. After we take care of planet Earth, right? It doesn't make sense that we were spending for, I think, 19 years, $1 billion a day on the war in Iraq, $1 billion a day for 19 years. While bridges are falling apart, schools are falling apart in our own country, right? And when, you know, a political candidate goes on national TV and says, you know, we need to stop doing foreign aid until we fix our own country. And that person is winning in the polls, but receives 1% of the media coverage so that they don't go any further, you know, there, there's definitely just ask Ron Paul or Bernie Sanders if they can advance to the presidency through the corrupt. Republican Party or the corrupt Democratic Party. It can't be done. They tried. And when someone leaked that it was rigged, that one candidate is getting more votes, but the other candidate is getting, getting more delegates anyway, instead of going after the corruption, the FBI goes after the person who leaked the corruption. <laughs> right. They literally, you know, went after. And then the guy ended up dying uh, from an alleged robbery where they didn't even take his wallet. Some robbery. <laughs> right. Stupid, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you have William Benny going on national TV and saying that the NSA, who he worked for for 30 years, a spinoff of the CIA, spies on the private cell phone conversations of Supreme Court justices to get sexual and financial impropriety on them so they can blackmail them into voting the way that they're told to vote. It's an established fact on national TV that supreme court justices are being blackmailed by the federal government <laughs> and yet not a single investigation is done but an investigation is started into someone who leaks out that one vote you know for hillary clinton turns into 10 votes and right. one vote for bernie sanders turns into point one vote <laughs> you know? right well, and then, the, you know, I looked at CBS Evening News schedule the other day, and they have like three shows on in one night, back to back, 7 p.m., 8 p.m., 9 p.m., FBI, 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 how great the FBI is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, wow. It's
0: propaganda.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what the moon landing was. Propaganda during the Vietnam War to take people's minds off of it because President Nixon said the greatest threat. His administration wasn't China, wasn't Russia. It was those people protesting the federal government. People protesting corruption. So let's do more corruption to distract them. The moon landing fraud. I mean, it's mind boggling.
0: (laughs) Well, like you were saying earlier, how you're talking about the scientist and how you could literally lay the facts down in front of them and they'd say, I still don't believe it. So they're obviously willingly ignorant. You know,
1: well, yeah, I thought science was based on facts, but it's not. It's based on emotions.
0: It's based, yeah, it's based um, on their feelings. So, that's right. Yeah. In another thing that I had seen on one, there was a scientist similar to that, you know, one of these evolutionists that says, you know, dinosaurs were 65 million years ago, the whole nine yards, everything's evolution. And a flood happened over there in some other country and it uncovered, you know, the tracks of one of these so-called dinosaurs and there was human tracks right next to them at the same depth. And so they said, well, this is unbelievable because there's human footprints right next to these. So they had to have walked either beside each other or one after another, and then it was covered up. So that proves that whatever made these big footprints was living at the same time the small footprints were made. So they didn't evolve 65 million years ago. They were walking together. So they had the guy come out there, and because he's like, that's impossible. So they, you know, he went out there to do a report on it, and so well, here it is. And he turned his back to it, and said, "Well, you're going to have to turn around to see the human footprints next to the dinosaur footprints." He's like, I, "I won't even look. It's impossible, and I will not even look at the evidence." That's that's their science. I'm gonna turn my back and refuse to look at the evidence staring at my face and I'll just say whatever. I'll just I'll just keep my little evolutionary, you know, fake propaganda insanity going. I'd rather believe that than look down and have to admit, oh my goodness, maybe maybe evolution's not real. Maybe my theory's fake. Maybe there is a God. No, we can't do that. We gotta gotta keep the so called fake science going.
1: Yeah, I mean another. Like I said, if a if a professor teaching aerospace says if Buzz Aldrin confessed on national TV that he faked the moon landings, that he'd still think he walked on the moon anyway, then <laughs> science has no meaning. Science is supposed to mean truth, but it's an agenda, and it's a uh, it's it's a religion, right? How dare you blaspheme the great moon landing fraud? How dare you blaspheme? Uh, evolutionary theory. I won't even look at anything that contradicts evolutionary theory. That's blasphemous. That's why he turned (laughs) his back on it, right? That's
0: why he turned his back on it. Wouldn't even look.
1: I know. Uh, Well, the guy thinks he knows better as a 10-year-old watching television than Buzz Aldrin. He was there. mm He said so out of his own mouth. I know better than Buzz Aldrin whether the moon landings are real or not. That's what he said. And that guy is teaching university to students. I went to my doctor and I started going to a church that promotes natural medicine, not against chemical medicine, if it works. And so I said, uh, what do you know about natural medicine? And she said, all I know is what they taught me at university, which is to give this pill for this illness. Mm-hmm. That's what she, universal thinking. Everyone must think the same. I went to or retired by the University of Pittsburgh, a fraternity there to speak on the moon landing fraud and to show my film a funny thing happened on the way to the moon which you can watch for free at sabrell.com and the university forbid it you would think free speech freedom Mm -hmm. of expression debating all ideas open-mindedness keep an open mind they want us to keep an open mind about this other non-biblical stuff but they won't keep an open mind themselves right Mm -hmm. they forbid me on campus. They forbid the truth and only will allow lies. And that's at the universal thinking. So not everything in university is a lie, but what if half of it is? That's pretty dangerous, isn't it? The word wicked comes from candle wick, which is two strands, truth and lies together. So it makes it harder to discern which is which, which is a better camouflage for the lies. Lies are dangerous, right? Mm -hmm. Lies are what caused the trouble that the world is in. The first sin that entered the world that caused its fall was not adultery, not murder, not thievery. It was a lie. You see, when you kill somebody, there's the body. There's the dead person. There's the widow and orphans. When you take something, there's the empty space and the lack thereof but when you lie where is it you see you, you you can't put your hand on it how many people are in jail for lying very few and so it's this very powerful crime very powerful sin because you can't verify you can't show the dead body you can't show the stolen item you can't show the lie it's just how do you know Right, they say they went to the moon. How do you know? When I when I become president, I won't do this, and then six weeks later, he does it. You would think that would be proof right there, but that apparently doesn't matter. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? You know, if we if we really if we really had a good country, we would have a law that says when an elected elected official says they're going to do something and they don't do it. They are kicked out of office and prosecuted. Now that would be a good country, right? Mm-hmm. If you say when you're running for office, I will do this, and then you don't, you're you're removed from office and put in jail for lying. Wouldn't that be something?
0: That would be something. Now, now if they that would be
1: fair, if... that'd be fair, wouldn't it? That'd be because fair. The federal the federal government. What was her name? The cooking lady, uh, who they threw in jail, right? Mm-hmm. To, to say we got a celebrity or whatever, because she lied about getting inside information about trading some stock or something. Is that, right. is that all? Is that what they're doing with our tax dollars? They, we paid them trillions of dollars in defense spending and 9-11 still happened. I don't understand why a security guard who's on duty, asleep, when the bank is being robbed, that he would show up for work the next day to a round of applause, would he, Would that happen? No. And yet, for some reason, George Bush Jr. and it was his watch that three thousand Americans died in one hour. He shows up at Ground Zero and he gets applauded. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. And so, and they went after this, you know, cooking lady for telling some little lie, and that they entrapped her to tell put pressure on her, and that was some big feather in their cap that she's in jail for a year and a half for lying. That's it. Because we we paid them trillions and trillions of dollars in defense spending, and 9-11 still happened. They should be kicked out of office. They failed. We wasted that money. And then they used that money to throw a celebrity in jail for telling a lie about a stock trade. That's their big call to glory. Give me a break.
0: <laughs> right. It's unbelievable, the corruption. I mean, you can you can see that now, just what's going on now. I mean, you you've got your regular of course your your fake news, your propaganda machine that runs continuously, but you know, and of course they've got everything shut down like, you know, your YouTube where they just cut you off if you say the wrong thing. But now they've got that these other different networks out there, you know, that you can kind of do some free speech on And you go into some of those and see what they're saying now, it's just unbelievable the stuff that's come out that you could never say on Facebook or YouTube or any of that stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, eventually they're going to, they're going to stop that because uh, when, when you run the world, you have all the money you would ever need and would ever need for a hundred generations. So what are you going to do with your time? You want to, you want control now, not money. And it's like a big monopoly board, the people who run the world and they're all friends with one another and they all have the same agenda and they're all criminals. And therefore they constantly lie. Right. Mm-hmm. They have to lie, to cover up their crimes. Right. And so this is the world that we have. We're, we're being run by a criminal cartel. They run the federal government and they run most of the governments of the world. And I don't know that anything can be done about it. <laughs> you know, we're kind of we're stuck here. And they're so concerned about the moon landing fraud coming out because not only did they use our tax dollars to deceive us, they used those tax dollars to murder our neighbors who were trying to expose it. And I'm not sure what we can do except save ourselves from this corrupt generation and pray that uh, something good happens.
0: Well not only that they're still teaching it they're still promoting that moon thing. I mean it's it's still yeah. a big it's still a big deal.
1: Yeah because if the truth comes out it will crush people's hearts more than any other thing. I mean whoever did 9/11 3000 people are still dead. Whoever did the JFK murder he's still dead. But the moon landing fraud is a positive lie. They printed it in the encyclopedia. They teach it in university. They put it on coins in circulation, the moon landing LM on the back of a 50 cent piece. They held ticker tape parades for them. They give them medals of honor for lying. People waved their flag, people got down on their knees and prayed, and people cried. Mm-hmm. And if that is all of a lie, I think it will it will reform the federal government more than anything else. That's why they're so afraid for the truth to come out about the moon landing fraud. And when I telephoned two people on that list that I publish in my book, Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list, and it's uh, available audio, I read it and Kindle and print at sabrell.com. When I call two people on that list. Uh, My source, his house was broken into and a few days later, less than two years ago, he was threatened with death if he ever spoke to me again by government agents. So this is very important to them that the truth of the moon landing not come out. They may not be, oh, let's say, spending as much manpower on it as, let's say, the current little adventure that they're trying to mislead people about but it's still very important to them because they know it will be the finger out of the dike that will bring down the federal government. When I showed this classified footage to NBC News, the news director agreed it proved beyond a doubt that the moon missions were fake. And then he said, I cannot broadcast this. It will cause a civil war. I will not go down in history as the man who caused the next American civil war. Basically, he said that if we if we expose how corrupt the federal government is, it will bring down the corrupt federal government. Isn't that a good thing? <laughs> Isn't the truth doing their job? You understand that? It's like, if we tell people they have cancer, they might be cured of cancer. He didn't realize that was what he was saying, but that is what he's saying, right? He's saying that this tape proved that the federal government faked the moon landing. And if we expose it, the federal government will be shut down. So the criminals who faked the moon landing will be shut down. Isn't that a good thing? <laughs> yes. I don't understand why he was so afraid. He just thought, well, you know, cutting off a gangrene limb, it's just too messy. Oh, <laughs> so we should leave it attached and kill the whole body then. Is that what you're saying? Right. I mean, and then 10 years go 10 years go by... I show it to the next news director at NBC. I mean, they fly me to New York, put me up in a fancy hotel, interview me for hours, and are gonna do a nationwide exclusive NBC News, Scoop of the Century, Bart Sabrell's classified footage of fake moon photography. They get a call from the federal government threatening them not to do it. They told me so. They say, we were called by the government. They, they're blackmailing us to not broadcast us footage. That's what they told me. They said, I'm sorry, you can keep the money, but we're not going to broadcast it because we were threatened by the federal government.
0: Well, that's not surprising.
1: <laughs> the BBC said the same thing. The BBC bought exclusive rights to a funny thing happened on the way to the moon to broadcast this breakthrough footage. It's like finding the Zabruder film 50 years later. Can you imagine that? We have... Them on camera, the crew of Apollo 11, dated three days into the flight, a third track of audio of the CIA, faking being halfway to the moon. We have it on tape. BBC says, we want to buy it from you. They gave us thousands of dollars. We're going to broadcast it. They also got a call from the federal government, and they pulled the project. Our justices are being blackmailed, and nothing's being done about it. I mean, that's just remarkable, isn't it?
0: That is remarkable. I mean that's kind of the way it's going these days. You, I mean, I don't, I don't believe the news could even hardly these days even make a decision like that. They couldn't say they're going to do anything. They're just, I think they all they do is read from a script. They don't. Well, have, they do.
1: I know that's a fact. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing.
0: There's nothing they do on their own at all. I mean, so there, there's no reason to even interview you because they'd say, well, that we can't do that. I mean, that's not on our script.
1: Well. Yeah, it's just, it's just a way of life. I mean, that's what wired news services were in the 60s and 70s, that everyone got the same information, the information from the government. Repeat what we say. That's why every news agency had a wire service, a teletype, and it would say, this is what you are to report at every news station in the country. They reported the exact same thing, which came from the government. And this little recent little adventure we've been going through for the last three years, a a particular hospital in the United States, when this thing allegedly started, reported, you know, 450 employees at a hospital are reporting a test that says they're infected with the disease. Mm -hmm. You would think that would shut down the hospital. They would put a big tent over the whole thing and tape it off. I mean, you got 450 employees who were who are, who are sick with something they're claiming is going to spread around the world. And wouldn't you coordinate the thing? No, they had employees going in and out all day long. They never shut it down, never put tape around it. That's a little peculiar. Then you have the administrator of the hospital walking around without a face covering all the time while it requires everyone else to do it. And then you have an employee of that particular hospital saying the first person who allegedly died from this uh, illness they were already on their deathbed dying of cancer. I know. <laughs> right. As I interviewed the person. Then I call up NBC News and I said, that's quite a news story. 450 people who otherwise appear healthy are reporting, you know, from some test that the inventor said will give you a false positive 95% of the time. Said, uh, you know, you have 40, 450 people infected with this new disease. Did you interview one of them? I mean, what I would do is I would send a crew and I would ask employees going in or out, what does it feel like, you know, to, to test positive for this illness? What does that feel like? They didn't do that. And I said, you mean you have this great news story, 450 employees of a single hospital are infected and you didn't talk with a single one of them? And they said, quote, all that we do is repeat the numbers that the government tells us. They repeat the information the government tells us without question. They said so. NBC News said so. Word for word, I used to work there. So, I mean, that's why it's called Central Information Intelligence Agency. Centralized, controlled. Every newspaper in the world, every TV station in the world said men were on the moon When they were in Clovis, New Mexico. So if every TV station in the world and every newspaper in the world says there's a certain illness floating around, does that mean it's true when NBC News didn't verify the information and they're just numbers on a screen? A guy in command center at Houston during the launch of Apollo 11 said, you know, I'm just sitting here at the computer kicked back. We're not really doing anything and all we see are numbers going by and they're exactly the same numbers during the rehearsal as during the real launch. I can't tell the difference. That's <laughs> what he said out of his own mouth and he's in command center. So do you think watching TV in your living room a hundred miles away, you're going to know anything better, right? <laughs> and there's no independent press coverage. It's not like, uh, imagine if they said uh, there's a there's a illness spreading on the moon right now, I mean, how are you going to know whether that's true or not? I mean, they could say there's a new fungus growing on the moon, right? Right. You know, all right? And so it's not like World War II where you have hundreds of millions of eyewitnesses to the Holocaust. You have no independent press coverage of the greatest event of all time, putting a man on the moon. The government says it's a TV picture from from the moon. I guess we have to trust them, you know? Yeah. And that that's it. You know, it's interesting that Gilgan's Island, Batman, uh, I dream a genie and bewitched, swapped from uh you know black and white to color in 1967, but for some reason <laughs> the moon landing with all this technology well, was in black and white low resolution because they didn't want to show off the fake sets. They wanted it fuzzy, you know? Yeah. So, and they lost the original videotapes. They lost the original telemetry. They lost uh, the original blueprints. And uh, in fact, they didn't lose them. uh, Correct me. They, They said they destroyed them intentionally. So why would Bill Gates spend $200 billion building the first supercomputer and then intentionally destroy it and all the blueprints when he was done? But that's what they said they did about the moon equipment. Now, if you really had this hardware that could go to and from the moon, back and forth, back and forth, and cost $200 billion, would you ever destroy it? The B-52 is 70 years old, and there's still 200 of them in service. So right. <laughs> if you really went, you would never destroy it. And if you committed a fraud, you would destroy the evidence. So the fact that they destroyed all the evidence is actually proof of the fraud. So, Kenny, I'm to ask you a question. What is you know, it? For some, for some reason, I'm really keen on what you think. Knowing having the insight to know this is being true and being a spiritual uh, seeker, being a Christian, what do you think all this means? The faking of the moon landing.
0: Well, I tell you, I think that it boils down to uh, biblically speaking. I think that if you look at the Bible, it talks about how Lucifer fell from the stars. Um, he fell from heaven, and he, when he was cast out, he wanted to ascend. He wanted, he repeated over and over, you know, I want to ascend to be the high place. I want to ascend into heaven. And he came down, you know, and he, he fooled Eve. And so we've got the whole Adam and Eve deal. And so they were corrupted with that sin. And I think that it's ingrained in man, to begin with, to want to ascend into heaven. And I noticed that every one of these people that are doing this stuff, none of them are Christians. I don't don't honestly think a single one of them is probably a Christian. I don't think you'll ever hear a Christian say, hey, I want to get into outer space. As a Christian, you know there's no point in it. We don't need to go to outer space. The Bible tells us what the moon and the stars are for. The moon is there for for reasons of tide and magnetic stuff to do with the earth. It's there for us to look at. It's probably got other purposes we're blissfully unaware of. But I don't believe God ever intended for us to be on any of those planets. I believe that's why when you look at these planets, they're all vastly different. Like one is green, one's blue, one's red, one's lava, one's this, one's that. I think they were put out there just hand-picked by God himself just for our pleasure to look at. We were never intended on going out there. So I think that men have it ingrained in them from Satan. They want to ascend, and they want to do this on their own. They don't want God. They want to be like God. So that's why they built the Tower of Babel, so they could ascend into heaven. And all we've done is went forward in the future— you know, forward in time to where now we supposedly have rockets that can take us to the moon. And, you know, so now they're saying, well, we'll just ascend and we'll just go up to the heavens. We don't need God. We're going to go out to other planets and we're going to do this. And man's so great. And that's why I like the first thing he supposedly said, you know, when he got out of his little moon rocket, he says, you know, this is one giant step for man, one giant leap for mankind, that's all they think about is man, 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 how good man is. There is no God. You don't need God. All you need is more evolution. And we're going to go out and we're just going to keep ascending out because we're just so great. Now, are we really? Of course not. So in like, like for example, this moon thing, you know, they, of course they probably couldn't get there. They don't have the technology, but they still want to pat themselves on the back. <laughs> I mean, they're willing to lie, cheat, steal, kill anything they can do. They have no, no conscience or remorse because they think they came from apes. I mean, they, they, don't, they don't think they have to answer to any higher power. They don't think they're ever going to get judged for it. So, hey, just do whatever you want. That's what I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, most people, uh, a good friend told me, everyone's got an agenda uh so if your point of view is this theology or your point of view is this theology you have an agenda actually um and so the evolution way of looking at things that there is no god they have an agenda and the agenda is if there's no god then there are no rules and we could do whatever we want murder in and of itself isn't wrong neither is rape or stealing
0: No, it's not. I mean, that's the way, like Adolf you can get Hitler. Get away with
1: it. Who cares? There's no judgment. No God. Let's just, let's just, let's just yeah. yeah. And so the people who run the world recently called most of the world useless. They said so out of their own mouth. We have billions of people who are not created, uh, cre- uh, contributing to the economy. They're not. We're not getting money from them. So what are we going to do with these two billion useless people? The World Economic Forum said so. These are the people who run the world that all political leaders go to. They just visited the World Economic Forum meeting. And those leaders are saying, we have billions of people not giving us money. How do we get rid of them? Mm -hmm. That's what they said. So, I mean, if the people who run the world, they say their goal is to lower the population by 94% when Elon Musk says overpopulation is a complete lie. they're not going to twiddle their thumbs and hope their agenda happens. They're going to make it happen with their trillions of dollars of resources and media control. If technology improves over time, which it does, then why is longevity going down? And why are fertility rates going down if technology is going up? The only answer is that it's intentional. It Mm -hmm. actually says in Leviticus 1919, do not crossbreed species. So if you take a horse and you mate it with a donkey against the command of God, you get a mule and the Mm -hmm. mule is sterile, right? So we've been swallowing sterility causing food for the last 50 years and fertility rates have gone down 65% since they introduced sterility causing genetically modified food into the food supply. Talk to any farmer, if you take a horse and you take a donkey against God's design and made it and get a mule, the mule cannot have children. Its sperm are dead. It will not work. You can't make a mule and a mule cannot make another mule. It can't happen. Mm -hmm. There's a defect. It it causes a sterility defect when you GNA manipulate the, the DNA and the GMO and all that stuff. But. So, yeah, I think you're right. These um, uh, these people who run the world, may- maybe they worship Lucifer intentionally. Some of them say the Bible isn't true, and some of them say Jesus is not the Messiah, but they never said there's no God, and they never said there's no Lucifer. I just discovered in the World Economic Forum logo that has this kind of half circle going through three zeros at the The circle going through the three zeros forms 666, Mm -hmm. right in front of of your eyes. So uh, the, the, the Bible says that Lucifer runs the world, not Christ. Christ can be Lord of your life, but at the moment, it says in the Bible that Lucifer controls the kingdoms of the world and gives them to whoever he wants. Luke 4. -hmm. So therefore, the kingdoms of the world are run by people who directly or indirectly are following Luciferian doctrines, which is to kill, steal, and destroy. God said, Be fruitful and multiply. They say get rid of the sons of Adam. We need to get rid of 94% of the sons of Adam. God said, Be fruitful and multiply. You see that? Mm -hmm. It's the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite. Whatever God says, whatever God says is sin, they do. Whatever Mm -hmm. God says is righteousness, they don't do. They're intentionally rebelling against God for some personal grudge. Something tragic happened in their life, and they said, well, if there's a just God that wouldn't happen, then now they're at war with God.
0: Yes, I think that's exactly correct. They're at war with God, and if you ever notice, these people that are in these positions, these really high-up positions that are like the richest people in the world, every single one of them— I I don't think that any single one of them's a Christian. They all talk about the same thing, the overpopulation, eugenics. Um, it's all about them and their money and what they want to do. You know, they'll tell a guy like me or you, we need to get an electric vehicle to save the earth while they're going around and their jet airplanes and their mansions. And I mean, they've got so much excess. It's unbelievable. And, you know it's the same ones that are doing it the same ones telling you you need to stop doing something they're the ones that does it in excess you'll never hear a single one of them say hey i'm a christian and i want to do the right thing you'll never hear that
1: well that's why the most important scripture to me is what good is it to gain the world and forfeit your soul because these people it looks like they're going to gain the world and forfeit mm-hmm. their soul and That's to their own error. And so I don't hate them. I feel sorry for them. And I I pray for world leaders who I believe are corrupt to stop being corrupt and to be a good leader and to come forward and confess. Imagine if one of these uh, world leaders who's part of this cabal denounces it publicly and says, look, you know, I, I repent. I want to go to heaven, and the whole world isn't worth one soul, and they can, they can have it because the Bible says there's going to be a new heaven, a new earth, and the current one will be destroyed by fire. When Jesus says he saw in the last days the stars falling from the sky like ripe figs, that sounds like a meteor shower to me, and it says Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed with fire, and he's already talking about the stars falling from the sky, <laughs> And it, the stars falling from the sky before was called fire. And it says that the world's going to be destroyed with fire. For all we know, a meteor storm is coming. It's going to just get rid of everybody and we're going to start fresh, clean slate. Right. And it says the wicked who are unrepentant will not be a part of that world and they will be destroyed. So I don't know. I guess they don't believe that. What, they, what the problem is, uh, you know, it's really interesting. You have these people who are liars and yet they believe lies. You know, when I read about Adam and Eve and the deception that they fell to, I kind of take Adam and Eve's side, to be quite honest with you, because if you uh tell a child there's a pink elephant out the out the door, you're like, oh boy, open, I want to see, I wanna see. And you have innocent uh Adam and Eve believing a lie. Now, it's still their moral fault because God said so, and, you know, they did have free will, but whatever. My point is, though, in a way, in my opinion, uh, you can't blame a child for being deceived. And it's weird because the people who run the world who deceive other people all the time don't realize they themselves are being deceived because a snake will eat its own children and lucifer will kill his second in command to live one more second trust me Mm -hmm. and i remember i remember seeing george bush senior's eyes in the wheelchair shortly before he died and you could see in his eyes that he knew his destiny was at hand and that it was not going to be a pleasant one (laughs) yeah and he should have confessed and had he had no surviving relatives, maybe he would have, but he would have ruined all of his living sons who are presidents and governors, right? So it is what it is. And I guess we gotta wrap up eventually. And maybe uh, you know, there's there's articles about this at Sabrell.com. Are there really aliens from outer space? And it talks about maybe those are fallen angels, and there are articles about this little event that's been going on for the last three years. And if you want to see a book that goes into great detail of the backstory of a funny thing happened on the way to the moon, that is at sabrell.com as well. I wish the moon landings are real, but they're not. And you have to face facts. And it's a spiritual metaphor for the fall of mankind.
0: I just, I can't believe it's went on this long, but obviously when you've got propaganda like we have, that's, that's just what you got. There's no way to cut through it when everything's being controlled and you're not the one in control.
1: <laughs> well, all we can do is what Peter said in Acts 2, save yourself from this corrupt generation. We can repent of our own sin and God will God's grace will cover the rest. And uh, it says, love your enemies. And if these people are enemies, we have to love them. We have to realize they are lost souls and pray for their repentance and entrance into the kingdom of heaven while there's still time.
0: Exactly. Amen to that. Is there anything else?
1: That's it. I mean, if people want to watch the videos for free, just go to sabrell.com, S-I-B-R-E-L.com, the top left button. You can watch a funny thing happened on the way to the moon, astronauts gone wild, and two NASA astronauts admitting that they deliberately destroyed all the technology and record of the moon landing, and that the technology to leave Earth orbit has yet to be invented. They said it, not me.
0: I'll put all the links and everything that down below in the uh, information on the podcast so people can get in touch with you.
1: All righty. Well, I'm glad uh, we can help one person at a time. Remember, we're crossing over one by one, right?
0: Exactly. (laughs) One by one. Yeah, well, um, it was sure good talking to you.
1: Likewise, Kenny. Keep up the good work.
0: All right, you too. Okay, well, there you have it, folks. That was Bart Sabrell, and you can contact him at sabrell.com. You can also get in touch with us at truthseekers2012.org. You can email us at truthseekers2012 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and please come back again and listen to more podcasts at org.